Uh, welcome to today's episode of Juicing the Numbers, your statistics and sports podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Joshua Tracy Corwin. What is that face? Uh, we were looking up costs of uh, box suites for uh, baseball games, so I looked up what it would be for the national championship game. Okay. Any, any guesses that you want to make? All right, Yankee so the Stadium. phase you just made w- seemed extreme, and Yankee Stadium, as Corbin just enlightened me on, starts at $10,000 for a box, so I'd have to imagine it's pretty extreme. $20,000. Oh, fuck. I don't like the way you're shaking your head. What is it? Two hundred fifty dollars to $500,000. Fuck you! How many boxes are there? Apparently one. That's like six to ten good incomes. Just a, a fucking Eagles Commanders game is thirty thousand dollars in Philly. What the fuck? Now I've been in a box suite for an NFL game because one of my previous employers had one, and I got to go there for a preseason game because <laughs> it was the Jets. Jets preseason season means nothing to anybody, and those suites are really Dude. nice and beer. And food is included. But let me tell you guys, there's no amount of um, pretzel knots and hot dogs that compensate $30,000 worth of fees or, or entry. What? A, a, pre-season, a preseason Pittsburgh Steelers game is $6,000. A game that doesn't count. A game where most of the players aren't going to make the team. Let's see. Let's see if there's any uh, available for the Vegas. The preseason, uh, preseason games are game. almost more pageant you, than they are sporting event. August 26th, when you are in Las Vegas, you yes. could get a box at the Premium Lodge on the 50 yard line uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders uh, game against the New England Patriots for twenty five hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, is that all? Mm. it's also some. It's like you were saying like 10 people uh no four four people four. Ah. nope <laughs> no how many of you guys are going there's nine of us all together okay so you would you would have to do a 16 person uh suite uh which sure those would are very be, affordable uh twelve thousand yes. dollars ah yes yes peasant but money. but you get the option to have four additional tickets uh, if you wanted to purchase those. Oh, for, for purchase, you say? Yes, for purchase, of course. Yeah. Ah, well, ten thousand dollars for four seats seems to be a fair deal. Oh, God, I kind of want to. I kind of want to look up the Super Bowl, dude. We can't get no. Hold on, we have to do the show. I have to leave. No, just just one more, th- one more suit. I hate you. <laughs> Go ahead. We're moving on. Now we're moving on. We're, yeah. Okay. I saw the I saw the number at one point six million dollars. Granted, I'm not sure tickets are formally available for that yet, which also affects it. Like if you look up Super Bowl tickets before they get like formally released, it's only just a hand small handful of people selling their tickets and they sell them at like jacked prices because there's only like a small group of them being sold. So it doesn't mean anything. Um, but yeah. What? One point six million dollars. Like I don't. It, it's one point six million dollars for eighteen people. 
Speaking of numbers that are shockingly high, what do you think Albert Pujols' OPS plus is on the season? On the season? On the season. Oh, Jesus. I know it is 1,400 in the second half, which is outrageous. Um, For the season, I want to say like 850. No, his, uh, they give me the OPS plus. Oh, one, 110. 150. Wow. Albert Pujols on the season is 50% better than your average batter. What do you think Albert Pujols' career OPS plus is? Uh, one, one, he's had so many good years and so many just piss poor, awful years. Uh, a 120. 145. Wow. Okay. Which means, despite Albert Pujols, you know, three-time MVP winner Albert Pujols, like a guy who can rake, and even with his Angels years being relatively subpar compared to the rest of his career, um, he is still better this year than his career average. Like he is having. Yeah. This is like the the, de- the definition of a career year. He is ninety three. Not really. He is 42. I, I he mean, hasn't had, he hasn't had an OPS above 100 since 2016 and hasn't had an OPS this high since 2010 when he was the runner-up for MVP. Albert Pujols is slugging in the month of August. Slugging 1025. His OPS is 1536, which is good for an SOPS plus, which compares his August to everyone else in in the league's August, uh, an SOPS plus of 327, (laughs) which means he is three times the player that everyone else has been in the month of August, which is... Stupid. His slash line is four batting 450 on base of 511, slugging 1025. He has seven home runs just in the month of August, which matches his total on the season of seven. What a month for T.O. Albert. And we talked just last Wednesday, last Thursday on the show about whether or not Albert could close that 14 home run gap that seemed it, uh, maybe it was 12 at the time, that, that seemed rather insurmountable. I think it was 12. Um, and now he he's almost the fuck there. He, he I think he hit, in, hold on, in the last week, how many, how many home runs does he hit? I have to find out. But like, it's, it's, I, I mean, what the fuck, man? So he's seven home runs away. He's also got a little bit of padding in his war number. Since we last talked, he was at 100 war even. He's now at 100.7. He is a DH. He is a DH that earned 0.7 war in a week. He's averaging 0.1 war per day. God damn it. I love this man. Uh, can he 30, hit seven home runs? He has 39 games to hit seven home runs. I I need him to do it, Corwin. I need him to do it. Like, 
at what point do guys just start throwing underhand pitches? <laughs> I all right. So hold on, just real quick. Since we last recorded, um, Corbin, uh, Albert Pujols has hit four more home runs. So, yeah, so he was at six eighty nine the last time we recorded. He's at six ninety three. He's three home runs away from tying Alex Rodriguez. He is seven home runs away from seven hundred. Yeah, honestly, and yet, and yet, honestly, there, and yet, his team is uh, one in seven in their last eight games. <laughs> are they really? Yeah. I got like swept by Seattle. Got swept by Seattle. Lost one to two in the series against Detroit. And have lost two to Tampa Bay. Wow, damn. Okay. Um. But to your question from before, you know what? What? I'm really fucking stupid. I'm looking at the Angels' schedule. He oh. doesn't play for them anymore. <laughs> he plays for the other red team. Yeah, he's back to those Cardinals. Who oh, I'm yeah. going to imagine been doing a lot better than one and seven in their last. Game. <laughs> uh, let's see. Somewhere Three, listening, there's a Cardinals nine. fan. Like you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> they're they're nine and one over their last ten. <laughs> All right, there you go. <laughs> Holy shit, the Cardinals are like unreal in the second. Remember half. when they were like kind of bullshit in the first half and barely five hundred? Yeah, kicking ass. Um, thanks, Albert. But. Damn. Honestly, if it's me, they finished. They finished the season with six straight games against the Pirates. Why? <laughs> six straight multi-home run Why? games for Tio Albert. Honestly, though, I, if I'm if I'm an opposing pitcher, there's no one in the game today outside of Miguel Cabrera who did not grow up watching Albert Pujols play baseball. So. There's no reason for you to not feel anything other than, like, yeah. honor. I would start grouping in pitches. Just, just lob them in there. Just start nothing, throwing nothing over ninety. No. Like you can still throw, you know, throw what you got. Just hey, give them the signs. Give them a chance. Not, not even. I would, don't give you know it. What? Don't gift it to them. But hey, this is gonna be a fastball. I wouldn't even do that. I'd say everything is a fastball. You throw it. Fuck it. Throw your fastball as hard as you want, but all only fastballs in his at bats, all in the zone. That's what I would do. If you're a right hander, you have to switch to your left hand. If you're a left hander, you have to throw with your feet. <laughs> yes. Uh, I. Uh, God, what a fun fucking send off this is for Albert, who has insisted. That if he does not hit 700, he will still retire, which Corbin and I talked about last week, too, actually. And that's basically what we figured he would do. Um, It's tough. He's like 100. (laughs) Like seeing him round the bases, I I can't tell what he's more happy about having just hit a home run or the fact he doesn't have to run very hard. It seems to be an equal share in both. Uh, what's wild is he truly is having a, uh, a career year and he still only has the third highest OPS on the team. Yeah, it's a, it's a 10 time top five MVP players having a career year and is the third best hitter on his team. We're probably going to see an NL MVP one, two finish of Goldschmidt and then Arenado. 
which mm-hmm. is going to be nuts. Goldschmidt's batting 335, which doesn't even look like a real number this late in the year. He's already hit 31 home runs. He is leading MLB in batting average and on base and uh oh wait, no that was it but he's leading he the has 65 extra base hits and total a bases. 622 slugging percentage it it is it is disgusting um it, it's revolting i god damn it it's so fucking impressive i wonder what his war is this year probably like pretty six good six and a half something like that yeah pretty neat 6.8 nope that's arenado it really, uh, it really makes judges six point seven. Honestly, almost somehow even more impressive than judges season already does. Like, because judge leads all of MLB in runs scored, home runs, RBIs, slugging, OPS, OPS plus, and total bases, and leads the American League in walks. God, what a fucking year! Yeah, he's having a pretty decent season. 48 home runs. Can't wait to see him. Can't wait to see him finish runner up for MVP again. Yeah, that's not happening. Um, Actually, speaking of which, I might as well jump over there. There, Apparently, uh, I I was about to say rumor has it, but it's been officially announced by the team that the the Angels are current leadership is looking, is exploring started the formal process. I'm going to pull up Jeff (laughs) Passon's actual tweet to get the language on this right. They're going to sell the team. Uh, the Angels are going to sell the team. Arte Moreno uh, says he's exploring selling the team and then basically files it up with, no, he is definitely selling the team. Yes. Uh, yes, I saw that. So it's in, it's always an interesting conversation when a sports team is up for sale, especially one that has such a recent history of being oof bad. Um and the Angels have been oof bad, uh, almost Corwin in my entire time watching baseball. Uh, outside of like 2002 when they accidentally won a World Series, they they've been like garbage, uh, and they're being they've been garbage, especially the past three years with the two best players in baseball. So it's been especially noticeable how really really bad they've been. It's also been kind of noticeable how bad they've made Albert Pujols since he has been at least moderately successful in the two teams he'd been to that weren't the angels, you know, like, cause he wasn't bad with the Dodgers and he's been great back with the Cardinals. And he was obviously great with the Cardinals the first time around. Um, And with the angels, he had a steady decline every season. So, I just looking at their baseball reference page here. I did not realize that the Angels started the year twenty four and thirteen, best record in the American League to start the year, and have since gone twenty eight and fifty eight. Powerfully Holy bad. Holy fuck! Power. There was a stretch there where I think the only games they won were the games that Otani started on the mound or some shit like that. Like it was wild. So obviously, we can sit here and 13 say that thirteen losses in a row, pretty tough. Pretty God, uh, uh, obviously, we can sit here and say that Arte Moreno selling the team would be uh, good because it's tough to imagine a position worse than this. Uh, the difficult part about that is that, uh, well, point to me to an owner who is good. There's not a lot of them. There are certainly a few that have shown that they've 
been willing to do the only thing an owner has to do, which is Stop nothing. Uh, sign a check and then shut the fuck up. Like the owner of the Dodgers, the owner of the Padres, they've both been rather willing to do that. Um, at least, especially in recent seasons, but by and large, it's not a race to the, the top uh, for being a great owner. It's really just a uh, middling to avoid the bottom of the worst owners. So Arte Moreno was very hands-on. So I guess as long as you're looking for a guy who's going to not be so hands-on, it's probably a win. Um, maybe the culture change enough will be enough to invigorate the system. Um, but man, it's a, uh, it's one. Of, it's also one of those things where it's tough to, to look at the Angels and say, ah, they're an owner away from being a really good, well-run team. Um, really, you got to wonder uh, if new ownership would also give a reason for Shohei to s- stay around. Because well, would you sure put your does. money on that? Would you put your money on that? Would you? Well, let's be real. If I had the opportunity to buy an MLB team and the funds, absolutely, I'd buy that team. And uh, oh every no, I was saying, I was saying from uh, Shohei Otani's perspective. Oh no, I think Shohei should be like, I am going to leave. Uh, you must now convince me that it's worth staying, future owner. Um, All because- I'm, what I'm saying is, is there anything the Angels ownership could say that would convince you that this is going to be a winning franchise moving forward? Yeah, I think the pitch is if I'm the GM, you you go to them and say, look, you know, all of our problems and all of our bad pitching and all of our bad position players, that was the owner. It was all him. My hands were tied. I couldn't do anything. Now we got a new guy in and he promises he's going to listen to me and just sign the checks we, we tell him to sign. So I promise you, you stay here. You take this bucket of cash it's all going to be good daddy's going to take care you, of you baby. but would you in shohai otani's shoes believe what you just said no <laughs> i would no fucking run chance. screaming from that organization i, I would say I, hey the dodgers are willing to pay me twice as much and i'll win three world series while i'm there Bye. i was gonna say or or the padres i would say the padres have a bunch of young players who are going to be there forever who are paying their players and seem like they're doing a really good job and it's still here on the East coast and I can get out of LA sign me the fuck up or don't, conversely the same thing could be said about Seattle. Don't give me that hope. Seattle has a much lower payroll and they would also be great. Cause I mean, then Seattle's pitch is so easy. We're young. We have no payroll so we can, fork money down your throat like there's no tomorrow and you get to hang out with Ichiro Suzuki whenever you want and let's be honest that would sell most players Hmm. you have a really great young player you have some good young players around it oh but you don't have any pitching Scooby-Doo pulling the mask up oh you're just the angels oh Oh, hey no because the Mariners about to go to the playoffs uh, this year, which the Angels have not done. They have done once in Mike Trout's entire career with the team with no sign of change. At yeah, least guess, the, the Mariners are successful in their attempts of, as of late. Yeah, but which team won a World Series more recently? Uh, 
Los Angeles, but I I maintain my point. Yeah. Boy, they actually have a, a very much inverse relationship to uh, their season. They started 18 and 27 and are now 67, 56. So 20 plus games positive they gained. Pretty good. Yeah, actually, this might be another another nice opportunity for a slight glimpse at the uh, standings since this will be our last podcast recording in the month of August. Um, as well, it stands right now, team. the playoff picture would be uh, the division winners going. So in the American League, that's Houston for the West, uh, Yankees for the East, and Cleveland for the Central. And the three wildcard teams in order would be Tampa Bay, who are 67 and 55, Toronto at 66 and 55, so half a game back. And Seattle, 67 and 57, or a full game back of Tampa Bay. Uh, just on the outside looking in is Baltimore at 64 and 58. They're two games back. Uh, Minnesota, 62 and 59, three and a half games back. And then no one else is. Yeah, no one else is really going to bridge that gap. Um, hmm. In the West, or sorry, in the National League, uh, the three teams that are leading the division, the Dodgers, Mets, and St. Louis, the wildcard teams as of right now are the Atlanta Braves at 78 and 50 48. Whoa. Geez, sorry. Uh, 10 games up in the wild card spot. Whoa. The Phillies at 68 and 55, uh, eight and a half games back of Atlanta. And San Diego Padres, 68 and 58, who are uh, 10 games back of Atlanta. And just on the outside looking in is really just Milwaukee at 65 and 57. What is your hey, uh Who is the Yankees DH right now? Just a quick non sequitur. Uh, it's been a carousel of people depending on the day. Uh, let's let's say it's John Carlo, Josh Donaldson. What's his OPS plus on the season? Donaldson? I'd be yeah. shocked if you told me if it was over a hundred. Um, the Mariners designated hitter, the guy whose only job is to hit Abraham Toro, has oh, a sixty-three bad. OPS plus. Abraham Toro has not had a great season. No, he hasn't had a good season by any means. 180 batting average, negative 0.2 war. I was really excited about him, too, because he was having a nice year in Houston and then got traded to the Mariners and had a nice uh, rest of his season with them, from what I recall. And then he has just had a tough, tough time there this year. He has a career-high OPS plus of 92. It's a shame. It's a shame. Yeah, that's a shame. Um, yeah, that sucks. No, oh well, no, oh well, indeed. So, I fucking forgot. What we were saying. Yeah, oh yeah. So that's the standings update. I really doubt much is going to change. Honestly, uh, it sucks that the only thing that really realistically would change would be swapping Toronto. Um, or sorry, uh, Seattle and Baltimore. The fact that those two are, are the two teams both fighting for that last spot kind of sucks because I think we Baltimore. all would like to see both those teams make the playoffs. Um, so hopefully uh, one of Toronto or Tampa will fall in the standings in the next month. But uh, yeah, that seems unlikely. Uh, division leaders that could shift. Uh, Cleveland and Minnesota are still going out. There's a three and a half game difference there. Atlanta is only one and a half games behind the Mets. Uh, those are the only two ones that are really close. Milwaukee's five games back. Cleveland's on an absolute Seattle. tear right now. They really are. They just swept the Padres. Um, 
Which, they're twelve and one over the last thirteen. I thought it was twelve and two over the last fourteen, but it doesn't it, they're Regardless, really they're, yeah. they're killing it. It's gross. Stop it. Yeah. Um, you fucking weirdos. But yeah, um, I I doubt there's gonna be too much shifting. Again, it is very much so. Uh, there's not there's not a lot of parity within the divisions at this point in time in MLB. So I doubt there's gonna be too much shifting here in the late goings. But we'll see. Outside of that, uh, the Yankees swept the Mets in a two-game set, Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday, in what uh, most New Yorkers would call a good time and very fun. <laughs> uh, it was a big surprise, as originally the Yankees were supposed to face off against a combination of Max Scherzer and then um, Jacob deGrom, but Jacob deGrom's start got pushed back a day, which no longer had him matching up with the Yankees uh, in what... Um, Buck Showalter said, I think was a tantamount to like load management, which fair. You don't care if, if I'm a Met fan, I don't give a shit. If DeGrom's starting against the Yankees in August, I care if he's starting against whomever in October and I want him in a playoff game. Right. So who gives a shit about that? This um, is since he missed 80% of the season so far. Yeah. And has had a rough time staying on the field the past couple of years. So the Mets lost a pair of four to two games. The Yankees tagging um, Max Scherzer for all four of their runs in the first game, which was a huge surprise. And then uh, diversified their runs amongst the uh, Tywin Walker and Joely Rodriguez uh, in the follow-up game. Um, Frankie Montas pitched relatively well, narrowly missing out on six innings pitched, uh, but let up two earned runs and Domingo Herman. 6.1 innings pitched, uh, one earned run, the other run unearned um, in the first game. Now, we talked a lot about the Yankees. I bitched a lot about the Yankees uh, the past few episodes because they have been a frustrating team who did not call anybody up when they should have. Uh, in the meantime, they have called up Oswaldo Cabrera and Esteban Floreal. Floreal has not since been sent back down as of, I think, yesterday. But Oswaldo Cabrera has been up. He has not been playing. Uh, he's not been batting super duper well. Uh, he, in his 27 plate appearances, has a slash line of 160, 222, 200 for an OPS plus of 23. Uh, however, he's been playing phenomenal defense. And I think his youth and energy has been giving the team a little bit more of a pop, uh, even though the bat hasn't really been there, which for a uh, fucking 23-year-old rookie does not have to be just yet. Um, it's been a spark. I don't think sparks necessarily have to be dynamic and great players because if that was the case with Judge's current season, there'd be no reason for the Yankees to be losing at all. Why wouldn't the spark be Aaron Judge? He is hitting a goonish number of home runs. Um, so but I think having a young guy on the team that is uh, excited to be there because he really is. He's He's... There's not a lot of free agents sitting in that uh, in that dugout that are like jazz about being with the Yankees. It's a bunch of guys who have been with the Yankees for at least the last season. It's not new to anybody, but I think the maybe the youthful energy and again dynamic defense that Oswaldo Cabrera has brought 0.3 WAR in this handful of games is really quite impressive. Um, has been much needed. Much needed. Hmm. Can you do the same to dissect why the Padres are really bad now? Uh, because you traded for Juan Soto. 
And a good thing must must be balanced out with a bad thing. Oh, oh, the bad thing wasn't bad enough. We need more bad. Uh, yeah. The curse of Tatis. Yeah. This is the Padres' personal ringworm. Uh, speaking of which, any thoughts on the Tatis shoulder surgery? Yeah, I mean, uh, would have been great if he did this, you know, when he heard it or at the end of the season or literally any point when everyone kind of was like, he, he probably, he keeps hurting that shoulder. Like, he really should have that surgery. Uh, so it's not an issue going forward. I know there was a, another player who I'm forgetting uh, went through a very similar thing, ended up pushing off the surgery, finally had it, and all of a sudden all of his reoccurring shoulder injuries went away. Um, but regardless, I think this is a Padres front office really putting their thumb down on you need to grow the fuck up, and pull your shit together, and act like a team player and he's just kind of you know dog with tail between his legs like okay i'll do this now I'll make something out of this absence this 80 game suspension all that you know he's finally his wrist is finally healthy again <sighs> silver linings uh, I, I i i would guess so because this has him now out again we talked about this with the suspension the suspension now has him out the rest of this season so, you know, all of September through October, November, mm-hmm. and the first month of next season, which means that he is depending guaranteed... on depending on uh, how deep into the playoffs they go. Right. Uh, but regardless, they, he is guaranteed to basically not be playing any baseball from right now until early April at best. Maybe, maybe yeah. probably, probably yeah. more like, sorry, probably more like late April, early May. Yep. Um, which at that point, he'd probably still have to go to the minors for a bit just to, you know, get back up to speed. It's not like he's going to clear his suspension and then be right on the major league roster. Like, no, he's probably going to go to the triple A team or maybe extended spring training. That's what I meant. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you. Extended Uh, spring training, which at that point, like whatever, if, 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 yeah, if his shoulder surgery takes him, I don't know what the recovery time is. Did you see a recovery time on the shoulder surgery? I did not. Yeah, I, I Honestly, that. I'm not even remotely concerned about what it is. Well, that's what I was going to say. Even if it was, uh, let's see, how many fucking months? September, October, November, December, January, March, April, May. It's it's, it's eight months. I, I doubt it's going to take him even that long to recover from the shoulder surgery. And even if it, it took him longer, how, how many more months do you care about at that point? So you don't, you don't. Right. Um, it is a silver lining, and I really. I am very much looking forward to Tatis next season because I think it's always tough to have to realize at some point as you're growing up that you are going to be looked at as a leader, whether it's by your peers in terms of age or by people even slightly older than you. Um, If you are good at what you do, people are going to start looking to you for leadership and it can be an odd transition it was in a couple of my roles to be kind of weird where it's like oh that's me people are looking at at me for something Uh, like i am now the quote-unquote like adult voice or the leader's voice in this situation and we all have to have like a reckoning with that at some point as we 
as we mature and have that happen to us more frequently. And then something that, that like baseball, where you do it your whole life, it might be hard to realize that it might be hard to realize that, Oh, I can't just be really good. And that kind of be it. I have to actively work on being a presence, being the guy that, you know, people can turn to for uh, mature responses or uh, uh, worldly advice, fix a swing, shoulder to cry on, who fucking, whatever platitude. Doesn't mean you have to be like, you know, stodgy and demure. Like you can be fun. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing stopping you from being like Manny Ramirez was fucking fun, but he was also like a good locker room guy. He was a guy that could be relied upon. And I, I think Tatis from what I have gotten from nothing more than vibes from articles. uh, I really feel like this could be a turning point for him. You know, obviously Manny Machado is, is basically like that dude for the locker room right now. He is the, you know, kind of like that locker room leader at this point, I would mm-hmm. think. Uh, but having another guy a couple years younger, a little bit on the flashier side, the guy that everyone would like to think of as the face of the franchise, would like to, not necessarily is right now because of all of this shit. Um, was. Having him also be that... Yeah, was. Having him also be that voice, I think, is, is pretty big. And I, I really think... I would really hope Tatis is looking to be that dude next season and takes that role seriously. Like there's nothing more that I would love than Tatis having, you know, the big flashy dude with the bat flips and the hair and all that shit mashing 40 bombs and also being like the guy everyone turns to, you know what I mean? Not just because he's good, but because he's really come into his own as a leader and he's going to have to prove that that's part of what his trials and tribulations is going to be next season. He's gonna have to prove that he's that guy now. So I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to it. I, I I really think he's gonna come out of this a better man. Yeah, I mean, as much as I would love for all of that to come true, um, as a man who owns his jersey, I just can't help. But uh, it's it's too recent to the incident to kind of get over it and just only look for the positives and not be dwelling in the, well, his career reputation and career legacy is tarnished and ruined. I, I understand that. Um, all right. Two little non sequitur topics. And then we'll close out on um, the worst guy who's still allowed to play baseball. Uh, a Yankees fan the other day made uh, his hot dog into a straw by pushing a regular straw all the way through a hot dog and then putting that hot dog with a hole in the middle into a beer and then sucking that beer through that dog. Ah, I don't even know what to say about Uh, that. Why? Why do you want to do that? Why do you want to suck on a dog? Literally. For a whole be- let's forget the taste because yeah. I can't even imagine what that tastes like. Yeah. Why do you want to suck on a dog like that for a whole game? Or at least for a whole game. If, if I was like 10 years old, 12 years old, I could totally just have that thought burst into my head and be like, huh, I wonder what would happen if. And then doing it because I'm a dumb 12-year-old. Guy was an adult, like full fledged adult. And listen, 
we've all been sitting around thinking like, oh, what if? And I had those stupid men thoughts that we all tend to have because we're just, we're dumb children. We're just adult. But I would never do it because that's it. I can't avoid the taste. I can't ignore it. It's disgusting. Also, also the like... You ever only have the big spoons left when you were trying to eat cereal or like soup? Yeah. And like you you can still do it, but it's like, fuck, like this spoon it feels too big for this task. Like I'll it, be it, honest, I, I would go for the big spoon when I ate cereal. I would when I was a kid, and then when I was an adult, I was like, I feel like I'm just hurting my mouth doing this. I have to like really like extend these these sucking lips. To, to get around this uh, girthy spoon uh i guess as someone who's like a foot taller than you just it size size matters <laughs> what's funny though is we have the same size head um yeah, but it, but you know like you know what I'm, i mean though like yeah. the feeling of like something bigger than what it needs to be mm-hmm. for like a utilitarian purpose it's like uncomfortable but this guy's like there's like, could nothing you, could about you imagine, this that is comfortable. Could you imagine a straw? Just a regular straw that was I don't know, two inches in diameter, mostly of yeah, whatever thick plastic, or in this case, meat. Like it just doesn't sound like it's a fun way to consume your beverage, man. Now I'm stuck listening or thinking about a two inch diameter hot dog. It's a massive dog. I, 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 I don't know what to make of it. Yeah. It feels like nothing went right in his life. It feels no. like the only way you get no. there is is uh, tragic. Yeah, that's not a guy who's doing well. That's a it's a cry for help. <laughs> Do you have anything like that that you do where you're like, Um, this is this is my preferred way? I mean, I eat cereal without milk. That's really it. That's about as crazy as I get. Even that there's people who do that. Yeah, it's a common thing. Right. No, uh, I have nothing that compares to drinking a beer with a hot dog straw. What other food would you potentially use as a straw? Pasta, dude. Pasta is such an easy answer. Some thick linguine. Yeah, dude. Well, it's just rigatoni that you don't cut. Oh, that's yeah. You know the straw-shaped pasta. That's the that's the one I that's the one I meant. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know pasta-shaped names. Uh, like veggie straws, but again, that is just a straw. But that's the thing; those are all straw-shaped things. Yeah. Already. What other tube? <laughs> what other tubes? Like a, like a soft pretzel might be good. That's fascinating. Pretzel straw? Yeah, like even That's like one of those like idea. pretzel rods, just bite off both ends and just a filtered straw. I imagine you could make that work. That wouldn't be bad. I'm never going to attempt it, but. <laughs> About like an eclair. Oh no! Oh, that wouldn't be good at all. Uh, speaking of second on meat, uh, uh, a couple, 
is being investigated by the Oakland Athletics um, because of dishing out some straight-up head in the middle of an afternoon game uh, that the A's had a few days ago up in the abandoned upper balcony of uh, or the uh, third upper deck. There we go. Upper deck of the uh, uh, just unattended Oakland Athletics game. The sexual act was caught on camera on somebody's Twitter the other day um, and has sparked the need for additional security up in the upper decks of the Oakland Coliseum so that more people don't have a good time at an Oakland A's game. Um, And has spawned a number of nice, fun uh, signs that fans have started bringing to games. Uh, Did you see the video? I did, yeah. Um, Look, Oakland, have your investigation. That's... That's tough. I didn't realize Oakland have have your investigation. Figure out who they are. Put some statement out there. Don't don't release you know names or anything like that. Just say, hey, ladies and gentlemen, we got them. And then you know, give them season tickets. Give them a custom sixty nine jersey. Be I was like, gonna say, nice. bring, let them throw out the first pitch. Let the man throw the first pitch. Let the woman catch it. Like, <laughs> like have some fun. Give them a medal. Make it a theme night. Encourage this. Like, oh, God. The, the giveaway for their theme night should be your own, like, it should be a dome. <laughs> the stadium doesn't have a dome, so come oh. get your own dome. Some Come get some dome <laughs> at the Oakland Coliseum. Hey, come get some. Bubble head at the Oakland Coliseum. Or it could be a little like a plushy brains with like an Oakland symbol oh. on it. It's like, come get some with brain. A, just, hey man, give out two baseballs and a mini bat. Or they could give out eclairs. Or they could give out, like, <laughs> honestly, the eclair might be what gets the most amount of people to come to the stadium. <laughs> come make a mess with your friends and family. Oh. Sell only tickets in the third in the in the, the third deck. Jesus. That would be hilarious, actually, if a team did that for like one game. Yeah. Only only the upper upper belt. That'd be fucking funny. Uh-huh. I man, I get I guess why the stadium wouldn't necessarily want there to be room and space for sexual acts to be committed during games because I could potentially be unsafe. But man, that's fucking funny. I did. I did actually. It'd be safe make, if they were protection. It did make me think. With this uh, societal decline into sex positivity and accessible gambling, um, do you think that within the next fifty years, te- uh, sex works would have gotten so progressive, as well as um, businesses and and sports teams, to where certain private suites you could order a sex worker up to for $250,000 a suite. Yeah. Well, the suite would cost normal, but I guess the team would employ the sex worker. Josh, that is the normal cost of a suite. At some places. Imagine if like, um, like the Yankees had like a sex worker on retainer, like the Yankees were technically a pimp. Uh, uh, I mean, if you told me Hal Steinbrenner was a pimp, I'd be like, yeah, that, that would make sense for that little weirdo. Um, but for I real guess. Though, like, if if these things 
become more acceptable in the ways in which they should. Would it be outright? Like you can gamble at a lot of ballparks now where if they're in states that allow gambling, like, like some ballparks have their own books now that you can go place a bet. Yeah. But like, would it be, you don't, you don't have to take your dick out to, to gamble. I know. I know. This is why I'd only be in the suites for the high rollers. I'm not saying they do this like behind home plate, but All right. let me say this. Is it something that could and probably would happen? Yes. Are they going to advertise it to a slums? No. Well, that that's the real thing. It's going to be a think piece in like 20 years and then it'll be relatively more accessible. It'll, like it'll be like it'll that. be like animal style at in and out It's there, but it's on the secret menu. Also, like, let's not pretend it's not already happening professionally too. not even just for fun. Like oh. This couple in Oakland. Let's not pretend like there hasn't been some quantity of sex workers in the owner's booth during a number of these MLB baseball games, because <laughs> buddy, I guarantee you, this was not the first dick that got sucked during extra innings. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh, that seventh it. inning stretch came with an eighth inning swallow. Oh, God. That's gross. <laughs> yeah, I kind of hate myself for saying it. Yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. Yeah. Sex work is tough work. <laughs> I think within the next 50 years, it'll at least be like disgust. Yeah. And we will be the ones discussing it. <laughs> It'll just be us. 70 something years old. I'm just trying to get my dick sucked at the Yankee game. Anyway. Um, yeah. All right. So to close out on a downer, uh, Marcelo Zuna got a DUI and is still playing baseball, yeah. which um, how is that not a suspension? Or like a removal from the game for life. Um, like he got a DUI and then played in a game the next day. I I I don't know. It's him and the shit he's gone through. It, uh, I don't even necessarily agree that he should have been playing baseball up until this point. Um, this is just kind of the straw that broke the camel's back, but camel's still trudging along. So who knows? It makes no sense from an ethical, moral, or business standpoint too. Cause let's also not pretend like Marcelo Zuna has been Barry Bonds out there. He's been very bad this season. I don't bring that up to make it the only metric of whether or not someone should be playing uh, professional sports, but let's be honest. It's the only thing ownership group fucking cares about uh, because if it mm-hmm. was, if this was up to, the morality of the situation, he would have been playing ball at all this season, as Corwin had mentioned. Um, and so given that he is a bad guy uh, and also been very bad this season, you got to wonder what the fuck he's doing on the field. Because if I'm the GM of Atlanta, I go, ooh, yay, perfect excuse to get this fuck away from us. And instead, here he is, still a playing. Um Disappointing. Disappointing that also the MLB front offices haven't done anything about it. Agreed. Very much agreed. I uh, I expect him to kind of 
drift off into nothingness after the season. Well, he's got three more years on his contract uh, at 16 mil a piece. Oh, sorry, two more years in a club option. Okay. I don't fucking know, man. I wish he'd just fuck off already. I'm I'm done with this fucking clown. I I don't know what Atlanta's keeping him around for. I really don't. Um, it's just a, 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 we only bring it up because we usually acknowledge when, when players do good and shitty things. So it feels like it's a good time to remind you that a piece of shit like this is still playing, and uh, your favorite team would let that happen too. Let's not pretend this is exclusive to Atlanta. If this was a a, a Yankee, a Padre, a, a Dodger, uh, a Ray, doesn't matter. Probably still be playing for all those teams because they don't fucking care about you. They don't. Mm-hmm. If there's whoever the next owner of the Angels is, yeah, he's gonna suck too, or she. And uh, yeah, they're still gonna let that piece of shit like this play. So fuck, they all hate you. She, you think the MLB owners would approve that? I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, hey, money talks. Sure. That's why I'm so quiet over here. <laughs> Deathly silent. <laughs> Yeah, oh, so God. nothing creative to say. We hate this fucking guy. Wish he'd stop yeah. playing baseball. It doesn't make any sense that he is playing baseball. Uh, it really is confounding. It feels like nothing but a giant middle finger. And uh, scene, message received. Yeah. Court, anything else? Absolutely not. All right, well, if you'd like to follow the show, you can do so at Juicing Pod. If you'd like to... Uh, Follow Corwin on Twitter. You can do so at Corwin Heller. If you can follow myself on Twitter, you can do so at Joshua D. Tracy. If I just send emails to the show, you can do so at juicethenumbers at gmail.com. I will be on the West Coast for the next uh, several days, so there will be no new episodes until uh, not next Wednesday, but the, probably the Wednesday after that. Thursday, I should say. Thursday after that, so whatever that is. September 6th or 7th or 8th or some shit like that. Um, mm-hmm. So have fun in the meantime. Uh, yeah. You won't be hearing from us. Uh, so, I mean, then, I could, in theory, do this myself, but I won't. I won't. You will not. No, 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 I will not. All right. Josh well, goes on vacation. I get a vacation too. <laughs> it's, it's only fair. Until next time.